Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we follow the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, complete with the brilliant checks and balances put in place by the founding fathers. Man, we still have that incredible check and balance solution at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. It is what, President's Day? That means, ladies and gentlemen, we should celebrate, uh, in my opinion, the presidents that obeyed the supreme law of the land. We should shame those who simply have violated the supreme law of our land. In other words, it should be the Hall of Fame and Hall of Shame Day. If you ask my humble opinion, to which I'm entitled. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had a delightful weekend full of God, family, and country. That's for sure. Now, we have an incredible roundtable today. We'll dig right in. Dr. Scott Bradley's with us. Of course, his website's called freedomsrisingsun.com. He is well known for his collegiate series called To Preserve the Nation. It's a book and DVD lecture series set, all designed to help you get educated about the proper role of constitutional government, and the great restorative solutions that we all have at our fingertips. Now, Dr. Scott Bradley is also the founder and chairman of the Constitution Commemoration Foundation. He's also the author, of course, as I told you, the book and DVD slash lecture series to preserve the nation. FreedomsRisingSun.com, Dr. Bradley, welcome back, sir. Well, thank you very much, Sam. It's always great to start the week and be able to see what's rolling at this time of the day, you know. And there's so, a lot cooking, I'll tell you that right now, because we have a guest. His name is Tom Hobbyland, and he's a freelance data analyst. Uh, he also works with well-known billionaire Steve Kirsch, and uh, they've put together an incredible survey, which we're going to learn about in a second. But Tom has a lot of credentials, folks. Uh, he was in the military. He's a researcher. Uh, he documents what he works on. He has done something that I believe the government should have been doing all along, but they've failed, of course, so the private sector must get it done. Tom Hobbyland, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, thanks for having me on the program, and uh, hello to you too, uh, Scott. Nice to be with you. Let's learn a little bit about you, you. Tom, before you, you came to the table and uh, did this incredible research study, which we'll get into in a minute. But tell us about Tom. Besides your military stint and everything else, who's Tom? Yeah, uh, in terms of my background, uh, I am a mathematician. I uh, got a bachelor's degree in mathematics from Ohio State. I have a, a bachelor's in electrical engineering from Louisiana Tech University, a master's in uh, computer resources and information management from Webster University. I've spent 36 years in with the United States Air Force. Uh, I spent 20 years as an officer, retired as a major, then spent 16 years as a defense contractor working side-by-side -side with the military on very cool aircraft like the F-16 Falcon, the um, F-22 Raptor, and even the F-117 Stealth Fighter. So I really loved my job and had a great time in the Air Force, but then uh, 
retired back in 2021 because I actually refused to take the COVID-19 vaccine when the mandates came out. Wow, Dr. Bradley, when the mandates came out, see, people think mandates are the rule of law, but the sad part is people don't understand the facts. They're not even in the right branch to make law. Uh, so you got the House, the Senate, right? That's the branch to make law, but you've got these governors on the state level with a similar three-branch structure of government. They all just pushed for these mandates without any authorization, Dr. Bradley. Let's start there. Well, it's so true. I mean, uh, mandate, uh, a mandate is uh, pretend law. The Founding Fathers talked about that in the Declaration of Independence. The king had pulled that stunt on them, and they, they brought it to the forefront. It's uh, Tyrants do it all the time. One thing, though, that's mentioned uh, that I ought to probably, I don't know how many people know how many people were mustered out of the military. They wanted to be there. They had a career. They were doing what they wanted. And they got booted because of the, uh, you got to take the clot shot or you're going to be, you know, uh, kicked out. So they left. Well, I saw some stuff the other day, last week it was. There's uh, some of these uh, National Guard guys that got kicked out. There were tens of thousands of them. And now they're being told, oh, ah, you got to show up now in February, March at the latest. If you don't, you're AWOL. And so they're they're telling these people. I mean, there is no keep hold. Uh, there's no uh, oh back pay. There's no uh, you'll be welcome to come back kind of thing. They are being ordered back to service by those idiots that kicked them out in the first place. And I'm just absolutely appalled, shocked, and chagrined. And by the way, the National Congress has been very remiss in their inability, or well, they could address it, but they won't. I mean, Article 1 tells them they can, but anyway, uh, they are not addressing the issue of those. Really that tells want them to. they must if you want to be technical about it, too. I mean, they have to provide you know, the guidance necessary with the funding that they've allocated as well. Well, it's, it's just not that. That they, uh, you know, in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 14, Congress has power to make rules for the government and regulation of the land of the naval, land and naval forces. Okay, so they, they make the rules. And, and this mandate. Uh, asinine path that we've been down and with the Department of Defense and their stupidity I mean I guess I can't overstate that because it is beyond measure they have weakened the stance of the United States military we've been undermining that since I think well January 20th 1993 when Bill Clinton came in uh, the the military has been degraded and degraded and degraded so many times and we're we're wasting and wearing out our people in unconstitutional uh, actions overseas. We are uh, grinding out our equipment. We're sending our equipment to be, you know, captured in Afghanistan, billions and billions of dollars of, of the latest equipment. And then we send them to uh, Ukraine to be turned into uh, scrap metal. And uh, it's just absolutely absurd what we're doing to the uh, readiness of our military forces and now adding insult to injury is this stuff about hey guys uh, if you if you don't show up here pretty darn quick you're going to be a wall and subject to arrest uh really ladies and gentlemen this Marshall? is unacceptable unforgivable tom you've been in the military for a long time what are your quick thoughts on this well actually uh sam and scott i actually left in pretty spectacular fashion because uh back in october of 2021 you know, Joe Biden came out with the mandates the previous month, September, 
<clears throat> but then we got an email. Uh, our, I was at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base working as a defense contractor. And a three-star general sent out an email to the base telling the military, the government civilians, and the defense contractors what dates they needed to get their shots by or else be kicked out. I wrote back an email to the general, to the three-star general, saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. You failed us. Instead of fighting for our right to choose for ourselves whether to get injected with an experimental vaccine, you spent your time trying to guilt us who are unvaccinated into getting the vaccine. Shame on you. And I didn't just send that email to the three-star general. I sent it to all 30,000 people at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio. Right past the largest single-site employer in the state of Ohio. So, obviously, I knew what was going to happen. I shamed a three-star general in front of the entire base. I got a call one half hour later from my boss, and I was fired from my $165,000-a-year job for shaming the general in front of the entire base. But it had to be done, Sam and Scott. No, no colonels, no generals, nobody on the entire base was standing up and pushing back against these unlawful mandates. They were, they were wrong on two points. They were wrong morally for them to ask us to take an a, uh, experimental vaccine against our will. And by that time, there was also plenty of data out there showing the shots were failing. The shots have not, not only failed, they have actually the been. Failure. We're starting to get more and more understanding of this, Dr. Bradley, in terms of how bad it really is. Now the Florida Surgeon General issues health alert on the mRNA COVID-19, and I'm calling them they're not vaccines, folks. They've changed the definition of vaccine to even make these qualify. What they are is gene therapy, experimental. Uh, what do you want to call it? Modalities or whatever you, word you want to use. Look, the safety of the American people, the safety of our military. This is a national security issue, Dr. Bradley. Oh, there's no question. And we have been, uh, as I say, degraded all the way across the, the whole board in every way, shape, and form. And by the way, if you look at the date, we're past the 30-year anniversary of Bill Clinton's inauguration. And so most of the military personnel, at the, even at the highest ranks, came in after Bill was put in. And that's, and, and I, I'm confident there was a lot of bad things going on. I mean, I got an experimental vaccine. Uh, it was March 6th, 1970, uh, when I improvised into a base against my will. And... Uh, uh, it, it had deleterious effects on me. I believe I'm still suffering from those deleterious effects. But the fact of the matter is we have had buffoons and baboons running things for so long now that we think it's natural and normal. But, but literally and truthfully, this is done with purpose. Uh, this is done off of a script. This is not just happenstantial. And, and we're, we're degrading the whole nation as we go through this process. And so I am completely uh, i'm just frustrated to the core with what's happening to that hat tom, off for his resignation tom what are they are they trying to force you back in no and i'm not sure i want to go back in and work with people who threw me under the bus amen to that we'll talk with tom Hobbyland and dr scott bradley more in seconds i'm telling you the research they've done is riveting and should call the whole nation to question what the heck is going on this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, some call it President's Day. I call it George Washington's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Celebrated on the third Monday uh, in February. It's been going on for a long time, but sadly they're trying to obliterate that as they take away everything we hold dear. It's serious, folks. Serious indeed. But celebrate the real reason for the remembrance and the legacy set by General George Washington. Speaking of key figures in the military, you got General George Washington, who we celebrate today. You've got Dom, Tom Hobbyland, who literally told them to fly a kite. Shame on them. And they kicked him out of the military for it. He's a freelance data analyst. He's got degrees and a master's and everything else. Dr. Scott Bradley, PhD, with us as well. Uh, his website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Um, but look, People are wondering what's going on. This it doesn't add up. What the government's doing is hostile and has an agenda. And every time we look at the details of what they've done and what they're continuing to do to us, uh, we find, in my personal opinion, criminal activity to uh, create these mRNA shots, these gene therapies, to change the definition of vaccines to make them fly, then to create experimental vaccines. You're not allowed to do experimental vaccines uh, on the military for national security reasons, Tom. Absolutely correct. And you're right. At some point, my uh, battle against the mandates turned into a battle against the jabs themselves. I started seeing all these problems, uh, nasty side effects with the vaccines. It started uh, last uh, November, the week of Thanksgiving. A film came out on the Stu Peters Network called Died Suddenly. 
It's about an hour-long documentary, and about half of that film is devoted to embalmers seeing these strange white fibrous clots in their corpses. And it, what was amazing is at the 13-minute and 15-second mark in that movie, an embalmer from the state of Indiana, Mr. Wallace Hooker, was recently speaking at an Ohio Embalmers Association conference on 26 October of this last year in Columbus, Ohio. And during his presentation, he showed photographs of these white fibrous clots that he's been pulling out of his bodies for the last year and a half. And he asked a room full of 100 embalmers, he said, are you seeing these same clots? And almost the entire room of, of embalmers raised their hands, yes, they were. He then asked him, well, when did you start seeing the clots? And the whole room agreed they started seeing them about 18 months ago, which would put it back in the middle of 2021, about six months after the vaccines rolled out. So that's quite a coincidence, right? So I ran with that ball. I, I said, you know what? I, we need to do a survey, a nationwide survey, to see what's really going on here, right? To see, Because there was only six or seven embalmers in that movie that died suddenly that said they saw the clots. So I wanted to do a survey, a nationwide survey, to see if, if there are more embalmers across the nation seeing the same phenomenon. The first thing I did is actually the next day after the movie, I called um, the Ohio Embalmers Association myself. I spoke to their secretary, Mr. David Hicks, their president, Mr. Dan Becker, and their vice president, Mr. Woody Wilson, and asked if any of the three of those gentlemen happened to be in the room at the time the 100 embalmers supposedly raised their hands saying yes. Unfortunately, none of the three gentlemen happened to be in the room. But the second vice president, Mr. Woody Wilson, said that, Tom, I'm seeing the white fibrous clots too. So he runs his own funeral home and embalming. Uh, he does his own embalming up in a little town called Marysville, Ohio. So when he said that, that, was, that put it over the top for me. And I said, hey, we need to definitely do a nationwide survey. So that's how the ball got rolling. So wow, the next thing Dr. I did, Bradley. Sam. Yeah, go ahead, go, Dr. Go Bradley. ahead, Tom. I was going to say the next thing I had, to do, like any good reporter, Sam and Scott, I have to answer the questions who, what, where, when, why, and how. The two questions I cannot ask are the who, because there's kind of a sanctity to the embalming room. You don't talk about the dead. Also, I realized the embalmers wanted to stay anonymous. They didn't want to identify who they were because they saw, you know, doctors out in, in getting their licenses pulled, their hospital privileges pulled if they said anything about the bad about And let me the stop you there, Tom, not to interrupt, but I want to say this is where the criminal activity is on this thing. It's one thing to say, hey, you know what, we really think there's a danger. You should take a vaccine. They can express their, their view, their opinion, whatever. But when they start forcing people to take experimental jabs, pretending they're vaccines by changing the definition, literally threatening people's professional licenses for telling the truth or standing up or testifying what they see and they believe, now we've crossed into criminal territory, Tom. Right on. So the questions I could ask in the survey were, what, are you seeing these white fibrous clots? When, when did you first start seeing them? Where, where on the body are you finding them? And then how much and what percentage of your corpses are you seeing these? So I worked with a real nice woman that lives in Northeastern Ohio and her, her name's Laura Kasner and she's an expert in survey monkey, which is the online survey tool that we used. Laura loaded my questions into survey monkey then the next uh, thing was for me to distribute the survey to as many active embalmers across the country as possible. So Sam and Scott, I took a two-prong approach to do that. I uh, found the uh, names of the presidents of the, of the 30 most populated states, state funeral director associations, and I emailed the survey to them with a link you know, to the survey right in it. 
so they can just click on it. It's only, it only takes about three minutes to take. And I asked those presidents to please farm that email with the link to the survey down to the hundreds of funeral directors and active embalmers that are in their particular state. And then also, and let's the be very clear approach, before you go I, on. So the reason for yeah. Survey Monkey, ladies and gentlemen, is because it lets people just simply click on it and take the survey anonymously. Tom doesn't know who said what. And, and Survey Monkey is what makes that, um, um, I don't know what you want to call it, secret balloting or whatever you want to say, secret survey take place. Anonymous survey occur, right? That's correct. That, actually, there is a, there's an IP tracking feature in Survey Monkey, but you can turn it off. And we promised the, the involvers that we would turn it off for them. So our first question, the survey actually asked them what state they're from. That's all we know about them. We don't know. We couldn't tra cannot track it back to the IP address of the computer. So we, we, and the only we, reason we, we want to know promise. which state is because we want to see if there's regional patterns, people. We don't want to track it down That's to the embalmer and, and break anonymous um, reporting. What we do want to do, though, is understand, is this happening a lot more in certain places? Maybe where vaccines were rolled out or maybe bag batches of vaccines. There's a whole lot of downstream data we can gather, Tom, is the point. That's correct. Unfortunately, we, we did not get enough responses, Sam and Scott, to the survey to, to, to really determine one way or another where there was any regionality. But from what I could detect, there was not any because we did. There was embalmers from all corners of the country that said they saw the clots, and then those that said they did not. There was also we now, also. Let me, let me tell you really quick why that's important. Sorry to keep interrupting, yeah. but I really want to get people to understand okay. this. The reason that's important, folks, is it isn't just a bad batch they're tracking. Okay, it would be regional or maybe a state or maybe a certain time frame. Uh, the bad batches they're seeing this all over the country consistently all the time with people that have taken the vaccines and that have died, and there's this correlation across the country. So it can't even be, uh, you know, oh, my gosh, there was a bad batch or something, Tom. They've lost that argument already by the fact that you didn't have those anomalies. Yeah, well, yeah, but uh, like I said, our, our survey probably did not get enough responses in order to make a determination one way or the other. But uh, what we were able to do, you know, we got the response to the survey. We got 128 responses, Sam and Scott. And of the 128 responses we got to the survey, 88 of the embalmers that responded say, said they are indeed seeing these white fibrous clots. That's 69%, almost 7 out of every 10 embalmers saying they are indeed seeing these white fibrous clots in their corpses. So that's pretty shocking, right? So the next question I asked them, the critical question is, when did you start seeing these white fibrous clots? And I listed the years 2018 through 2022 on the survey and asked them to select all of the years where they saw these white fibrous clots. We, uh, 2018 and 2019 were on there as control years before COVID. So we didn't expect to see many, if any, answers there. And that was true. We got very few responses saying they saw the clots in those years. 2020 was on the survey, obviously, as a year that we had COVID, but no vaccines out yet. And then 2021 and 2022, as years where we had both the COVID virus and the vaccines out. And the, the main consensus of the embalmers responding to the survey is that the white fibrous clot started in the year 2021 and then continued into 2022 and to present day. So after the rollout of the vaccines. Uh, the other important question we asked was, what percentage of your corpses are you seeing these white fibrous clots in? Here's where we got some really shocking data, Sam. 57 out of the 128 embalmers, that's about 44%, said they're seeing these white fibrous clots in at least 20% of their corpses. There were 23 embalmers that responded that said they're seeing the clots between 21 and 40% of their corpses. 
another 23 embalmers who said they're seeing these white fibrous clots between 41 to 60% of their corpses, and even 10 embalmers that said they're seeing these clots between 61 to 80% of the corpses they're embalming. Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, this is shocking uh, because it's, it's how much you're seeing it. Uh, then the questions start to get a lot more finite, like, well, is it the people that are in the lower groups, the 20 to 40 percent, you know, kind of range compared to the higher groups? Is it that some spotted them earlier and were aware of this earlier and so they are more paying attention? Are some of these people just finally realizing or spotting this? Is word spreading by mouth about what the heck are you seeing in the embalmer community, etc.? There's a lot of discussions to have about this. When we get back, Dr. Scott Bradley's going to take it away. And he's going to talk to Tom in more detail about this incredible survey. Close to 90 embalmers. 69% said they're seeing them, folks. This is very strange. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. President Biden was supposed to be leaving Washington this evening on a trip to Poland. Air Force One actually departed Washington on Sunday and has made a surprise visit to Kiev, Ukraine. Everybody, women, young children, trying to do something, just trying to do something. Pulling people out of apartments and being shelled and literally I think is war crimes. A record was broken in the NBA All-Star Game last night. Team Giannis defeated Team LeBron 184 to 175 in the 2023 NBA All-Star Game in Salt Lake City. Jason Tatum set a new All-Star Game record with 55 points to lead Team Giannis to his first win over Team LeBron in three tries. Tatum on setting the All-Star scoring record while winning the Kobe Bryant MVP award. You know, to to be able to wear my signature shoe today and and break the record and, uh, you know, take home this award of somebody that, you know, I idolized. LeBron James and why he didn't play the second half. And uh, I tried to get one little chase down block and got my finger caught in the rim. Uh, but I'll be fine. Though. I'll be fine. I don't think it's uh, too much to worry about. But uh, for precautionary reasons, just had to, you know, take the rest of the night off. I'm Julio Flores. Google goes before the U.S. Supreme Court this week to defend what is widely regarded as a pillar of the online community. The law at issue, known as Section 230, gives Internet platforms legal immunity from almost all third-party content hosted on their sites. A decision to limit that immunity could change the business model of the Internet's biggest companies, especially social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Google's YouTube, that rely heavily on recommendation algorithms. Today is President's Day holiday. Federal government offices are closed as post office, public libraries, schools, and most government offices. This is USA News. Hearing my cat purr good morning mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, they mean even more. I take Ibrand's Palbocyclib. Ibrand's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrand's and visit Ibrand's.com. Ibrand's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrand's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Okay, so there's plenty of discounters out there that they use to kind of put you in the box and say, oh, well, we don't need to listen to you because you're a conspiracy theorist, okay? Everybody that uh, has ever considered the idea that there might be something going on beyond the official narrative is somehow labeled to be a conspiracy theorist. And uh, they, they have this great joy in trying to put you in a discounted category, okay? And uh, those of us that I, I have... Uh, Maybe it's because I'm vocal in my position on a lot of things. A lot of people contact me and talk about different subjects that, that are often labeled as conspiracy theorist things. I personally know uh, I, it's a countless number. Well, I guess countless is infinite, but the, but the point of the matter is gobs and gobs of people that have had adverse reactions from the, the death jab, the clot shot, all those kinds of things. And so here we have uh, another discounter, and it's called Anecdotal. Oh, it's a, an account that's not necessarily true or reliable. It's, it's based on personal account rather than facts or research. And Oh, yeah, 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 you know somebody that died when, when uh, they got the shot, or you know somebody that got the shot and their life has been a miserable um, condition of, of one malady after another that's been life-changing, in fact, oftentimes life-threatening, in and out of the hospital. And all. Oh, it's, it's just you. You just know this person. It's an anecdotal thing. It's a personal account. There's Oh, no, there's no research. Well, first of all, let me say, there has been an inordinate amount of effort to make certain that no research is done in these areas because they take away doctor's licenses. They take they, these... Uh, uh, funeral directors have been worried about that kind of thing, so they hate to be go public on it. There's all sorts of issues where they, they put risk for people that decide they're going to do, do a, some kind of you know, research stuff. And here we have a guy, Tom, here. He's a mathematician. He's a guy that understands these uh, statistics formulas and all this kind of stuff. He knows how to put out a, a, a survey that um, allows him to gather data in a research-type base and on facts. And so here I think we're going to see more and more people like this ultimately that have the courage to step forward and do a true, uh, you know, research, double-blind studies on some things. We never did that kind of stuff on the, the clot shot. But, Tom, I have to take my hat off to you, but I hope that this information gets spread far and wide. We've been tracking these clot uh, uh, incidences since every the almost the very moment that these shots started coming out, one of my neighbors, for example, a young man, 19 years old, received it, and he had th the doctors themselves said there were countless blood clots in his body, uh, centered an awful lot in in his lungs, and he has had all sorts of deleterious effects on all of this kind of stuff. 
But no, 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 nobody will say, no, no, there's a, no this, is, this is just a story that I heard. You can't say it's real. So, Tom, I'm, I'm wondering, where is this being published? Is there anybody, how do they get their hands on it? I mean, can, they, can it be sent out, newspapers could quote it? I mean, where's it going into the public so we can start saying, oh, no, this is not anecdotal. This is, this is real scientific research. Yeah, a couple of places. Uh, one is um, there was a, a good Substack author named a Midwestern doctor who a few weeks ago wrote a very nice article featuring the results of my embalmer blood clot survey. So people can go on and uh, Google that, a Midwestern doctor, and go to his Substack and uh, find that article. Also, uh, multimillionaire Steve Kirsch, like I said, he has the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. Um, Steve has the results of the study as well. So there are people out there, and, and going on shows like yours is what I'm trying to do, you know, to, get the, to get the word out there, Sam, because you're right, there's a, the mainstream media has done a very good job of kind of squashing and, and, and quelching any problems with the vaccines. You mentioned clotting earlier, Dr. Scott, and you know, recall that the uh, Johnson & Johnson shot was pulled shortly after it was put on the market, and they did a pause of it in uh, April of 2021, a brief pause because of clotting problems, particularly in uh, young women and pregnant women. And then, strangely enough, they brought it back for about a year or so. And then in early 2022, last year, they finally did pull that shot permanently off the market and told people if you wanted any more, you'd have to go to get the Pfizer or the Moderna. So they knew when they rolled these things out, there was a problem with clotting. And uh, so it's not a, it shouldn't be a shock to, to any American that there's, there's clotting problems with these vaccines. The, what we're looking at here in the terms of this survey, though, is are these white fibers clots or something totally different than clots that have been seen previously? And we made sure that was uh, evident in the survey instructions. And Balmers for a year have been seeing what they call chicken fat clots. They're yellowish in color, smaller, and they tear very easily. These new white fibrous clots that the embalmers have only started seeing in the last year and a half or so after the rollout of the vaccines are white, they're really tough, they're large, um, and they're, they're, they're much more dangerous than the traditional grape jelly clots. That'll, when you take those out, you can, uh, an embalmer can just dissolve those in their hand just like you would grape jelly. So you know, I'm, we're talking I'm about something completely different here. That, you know, we, we've heard an awful lot about these sinewy clots they really aren't blood clots it's almost like they're a synthetic or a uh, some kind of foreign material uh, that has somehow gathered together and, and created these kind of things has has anybody that you've had any interaction with in, in your discussions uh, talked about an analysis that's been done about what these uh, sinewy tough fibrous kinds of things are uh, constructed of. I mean, is there anybody that said, oh, yeah, we've done an analysis on that. And yeah, here's what you got to back up are. and do an autopsy to kind of drill into the details, right, Tom? Yeah. They have to, they've since, uh, one of the uh, gentlemen that was in the Died Suddenly film, Mr. Richard Hirschman, he's a trade embalmer in the state of Alabama. He's uh, featured in the film and he collected little vials of the clots. He sent off some of those to some different, he sent them off to Dr. Ryan Cole, the, the famous pathologist. He's also sent them off to uh, Mr. Mike Adams to have them have him look at in his laboratory. They determined the white fibrous clots do not contain. Hold on, did you say Mike Adams? Adams, Mike Adams, Texas. Yeah. you know him, Sam. 
Yeah, we're talking about Mike Adams, though, right? Yeah, you know Mike. Uh, see, he's a health ranger. Health ranger, as yeah. you know that. So the That's reason correct. I bring this up is you are syndicated on his radio network right now, just for your FYI. <laughs> That's what I, Okay. Well, uh, the clots, the white fibers clots contain very little iron, magnesium, or potassium, which are very prevalent in high amounts in normal blood. So we know it's not blood congealing after death. The theory that's out there, one of the main theories, is that these clots are being formed by um, amyloid proteins. Now, there were some of the embalmers that answered our survey that said they saw these white fibers clots starting in 2020, the year that we had COVID but no vaccines yet. And the, the theory there is that the, the COVID virus itself has a spike protein on its surface. And the spike protein on the surface might be leading to the formation of these amyloid proteins, which are basically misfolded, misshaped proteins. And they, they become hard to break down because they're misfolded. We all have an uh, enzyme in our body called plasmin, and plasmin is uh, used to break down normal clotting that occurs inside our blood vessels whenever there's damage. But if the protein is misshapenly folded, it becomes difficult for that enzyme to attach. And then those, those uh, misfolded proteins, those white fibrous clots, tend to persist and grow larger. So what I think is happening, what other doctors uh, may think is happening as well, is that in the year 2021, with the introduction of the vaccines, that, that effect got supercharged. Because if you remember, the shots were supposed to stay in your upper arm and uh, elicit an immune response for only a, a yeah, couple Yeah, and of it days wasn't supposed to go so. anywhere but the injection site, right? That's right. Well, we know that's not what happened. The spike protein goes all over your body, turning your whole body into a spike protein factory. And then instead of lasting just for days to a week or so, they've found that mRNA doing its thing for months after it's been injected. So that's my theory and, I, and some theories of doctors that are out there is that the with the advent of the vaccines, it supercharged the formation of these white fibrous clots. Now that, that brings up the question... In the year 2021, that brings up the question that I have, though. You mentioned that, you know, a lot of your questions related to where in the body are we seeing this? Is it really just consecrated or concentrated in the upper arm? Where, where are you finding uh, no, all these uh, strange clots? Yeah, the, the embalmers, uh, they answered that particular question. There was two main injection site points that embalmers use. The first main injection site point, their favorite, is the uh, carotid artery in the neck. And that's not surprisingly where they found most of the white fibrous clots. Remember, they're flushing fluid through the body. And if a clot's going to pop out, it's going to pop out basically at the injection site. It may not have been where the clot was initially, but that's where it's coming out. And then the second most uh, common point is the uh, iliac artery down in the pelvis region is their second uh, favorite injection site point. That goes My then point down is neither the of them are the arm, the which is where you should see them. And, and you know... They shouldn't be uh, leaving the arm site. In fact, they shouldn't even have continued. They're supposed to stay in the arm injection site and then dissipate and literally go away. Um, hey, can you skip the break real quick? This is too good. Tom, so I I'm just saying, look, how look. this is supposed to just uh, be in the arm and then kind of dissipate or biodegrade kind of an idea, right? Right, yeah, the vaccines, yeah. And... I from what I understand, they, they should not have been surprised that the, that the shot did not stay in people's upper arms, that, 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 that the vaccine was going to travel all over the body. So I'm not sure how faithful they were when they, gave, when they said that it was just going to stay in your upper arm. But uh, that definitely has caused the problem. Uh, if, if this amyloid protein theory is correct, 
and, and as being caused by the vaccines. And, you know, temporarily, there's strong indication. I have to say that the correlation is not necessarily causation, but the fact that the shots came out at the beginning of 2021, and then these white fibers clots started appearing about midway through that year, seems suspicious, right? <laughs> Very suspicious. Yes, but is, is there any other possible explanation of what could make this clotting happen if it's not the vaccine? That's kind of another interesting idea is that, Hey, scientists and doctors and embalmers and researchers and data gatherers like you and everything. Look, is there any other explanation that could come to the table that would justify uh, or kind of explain this strange reality being seen by all these people? Well, with the exception of the COVID virus itself, which we talked about earlier, which has its own spike protein on the surface, you know. So I think those. I, I cannot think of a single other variable other than those two things, the COVID virus with its own spike protein and then the COVID-19 vaccines, which turn your whole body into a spike protein factory. So, so it, then the it, next it appears step to me would, that it's being caused be by spike see, protein. The next step then would be, though, to see who has been vaccinated versus who hasn't um, that relates to p who people are seeing. Uh, the problem is we've got probable cause now, a very big concern. Uh, but we don't have factual drilled down data. The only way we can get that is with autopsies. Uh, the only way you can get that, as far as I can tell, is by having data about who's been vaccinated and not um, when they die and what they died from first, and then the autopsy data. Uh, is that right, Tom, or how else can we know? Yeah, yeah. If Well, one of the embalmers that was in the film died suddenly. Another one, her name's Anna Marie Foster. She runs a funeral home in Missouri. She has said that when she does uh, her embalming and she finds the white fibrous clots, she always asks the family of the deceased if the person was vaccinated or not. And she has said without exception, when she asks that question, they say the person was indeed vaccinated. So for her, it's a 100% it's match. When the person has the clots, it's be, they, they've been vaccinated. One of the other interesting things, gentlemen, at the end of my survey, uh, we did allow the embalmers to... Uh, we gave them a comment section in case they wanted to talk a little bit more about the white fibrous clots. And as I said earlier, we tried to keep the survey as unbiased as possible. Nowhere in the survey instructions or in the survey questions do I ever mention the words COVID or COVID vaccine. Remember, all I asked them is, are you seeing the clots? When did you start seeing them? Where on the body? And, and what percentage of your corpses? That's all I asked. Never talked about the vaccines. But despite that fact, we got 42 responses uh, in the comment sections from the embalmers, and quite a few of them talk about the vaccines. So it's obvious they have their own opinions about, about this. Would you like me to read a couple of them to you? By all means, sir. Okay. Here's one from the state of Alabama. I've seen clotting coming from most any points of incision. I mainly embalm in the common carotids, and I've seen many white fibrous clots about the time the vaccine came out. I've seen an increase since COVID for the jelly clots as well. Remember the grape jelly clots we talked about earlier? Here's a, here's a naysayer comment, gentlemen, from the state of California. I've never seen any white clots or any increase in grape jelly clots. I'm not sure what you're getting at. Do you believe this is vaccine related or something? I've embalmed over 500 people from 2020 to now, and I've never seen any of this. Here's one from even Ohio. He made, he, by the way, even he made the connection to the vaccine, which is rather okay. interesting that these super sensitized individuals that are apologists for everything the official narrative has been are even trying, uh, even when you haven't even planted a seed of, uh, shall we say, wonderment in anybody's mind, 
they're going to that knowing, oh, by golly, i got to make sure I discount this as much as yeah, I can. Yeah, I think you should write back and say, we were thinking it was Twinkies. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did sound a little defensive, didn't it? Like you say, I, I didn't mention the vaccines at all, so that's in his own head. But it also shows that I did keep every answer I got, gentlemen. Uh, I depended on the embalmers to be truthful and give us their honest uh observations of what they're actually seeing. I did not throw any answers away, whether they were pro or con. Here's one from the state of Ohio. People were COVID confirmed had bad grape jelly clots. It was early 2021 when we started seeing the white fibrin structures being pulled out of both veins and arteries. And here's another point, gentlemen, uh, embalmers for years have been pulling uh, clots out, you know, the normal clots out of their, the veins of their, of the corpses, but very, very rarely do they see a clot in an artery. But in the case of these white fibrous clots, the embalmers are really starting to find these now on the arterial side as well. In fact, this one says, prior to 2021, we never pulled a clot from an artery. I pulled a white fibered structure from the right common carotid yesterday. You know, I'll it's interesting. What, here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Scott. I was just going to say, while you're gathering those, I, I, I'm a little... See, here they use the superhighways, you know, the carotid and the, uh, you know, these... Uh, the different high flow centers. Yeah, of blood arteries, not veins. All right, of arteries and veins. Wherever you're taking these guys from, they're normally the superhighways. You know, this is the gathering point. But I have to wonder if there's not some secondary traveled roads, if you will, in the circulatory system that they, they normally don't, uh, you know, access those because they're trying to get all the fluids out of the body and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just wondering how widely spread some of these things may be on lesser traveled areas, and uh, these may be causing uh, challenges for people, if not death, at least other challenges for people. See, I, I think, you know, it's, uh, people should not get the assumption, oh, it's just on these super highway, you know, uh, vascular systems. I kind of suspect they're out there causing difficulties elsewhere too have you heard yeah, your, or seen your point, anything like that your point dr bradley before he answers the question though hey this thing we were first told it just stayed in the upper arm as tom highlighted but now we're seeing it everywhere in the body it affects every organ it crosses the blood brain barrier it, it translates from mothers to babies through milk it it's literally it crosses every boundary tom blood transfusions think about that for a minute yeah. guys holy hannah but scott yeah, Scott, you're right. Uh, from talking to Mr. Richard Hirschman, the embalmer from uh, Alabama, you're correct. Uh, not only are they seen in the main uh, arteries and veins, also the tributary is going off them, and then there's even uh, evidence of microclotting at the capillary level. So, the, in other words, you're getting bad oxygen exchange or no oxygen exchange uh, because of blockages occurring in the blood. Mr. Richard Hirschman's talked a lot about how he's seen. He looks like the composition of the blood itself has somewhat changed since he started uh, since 2021 when the when the vaccines came out. So this is alarming because it's it's uh, not it's more than just the main uh, tributaries. It's also uh, getting down into the like I said into the microclotting level as well. Here, in fact, here's a, a comment from Missouri talking about the tributaries. It says the clots almost look like large nightcrawler worms. They are usually very long. They kind of branch off the main clot. I don't know if you've seen the movie. When they pull the clot out, sometimes it'll be it'll be like a main line of clot, and then you'll see stringy strings coming off of it, almost like those you know those strings were in the 
in the, uh, the tributaries going off of the main branch. So yeah, it almost is if the clots take the actual shape of the veins and arteries themselves, right? And, and any tributaries branching off of them. This person said, I've been embalming for 13 years and I've only started seeing these clots for the last year or two. I'll read you two more. This is from Arizona. Here's another naysayer one. I've seen zero changes to the presentation of human remains in the last few years. It is clear that this is a poor attempt at farming anecdotes to malign the COVID vaccine. Please don't do this or claim that anonymous survey data is any sort of substitute for rigorous scientific research. I, f I found that interesting, an interesting comment. Not only did it sound somewhat defensive, but he's also saying that uh, my survey, don't, you know, it's not a substitute for rigorous scientific research. Well, what's research? I'm a private citizen and I'm the one that had to take it upon myself to do this survey because the CDC and the FDA and Big Pharma were not doing it. Who else is doing the research? Well, and I got a question. Don't we, the American people, have the right to bring probable cause to anyone, anytime, anywhere? Isn't that the American way? Amen. No. Amen, Sam. You can only trust the experts, Sam, the ones that are anointed by the establishment. Don't uh, don't go off tangent, Sam. I mean, the, the, the buffoons and baboons, <laughs> like I say, are running the show right now. Holy cow. Well, so here's my next question then. What's the next level with this research study? I think it's beyond debate um, that they're seeing this. It's beyond debate that the naysayers are super defensive because I'm saying that we were thinking it was Twinkies. That caused it you know they changed the twinkie recipe you remember this right oh there's got to be a this. cause they had a twinkie recipe that was the case for years and years and then they recently changed it because twinkies you know got, got shut down because they were about to you know have the big old bk and then they brought back twinkies with a slightly modified recipe and i think that's what's causing all these blood clots i think these naysayers are just out on a bender for some strange weird reason tom i'm i'm going with twinkies personally I'm glad I haven't had a Twinkie for probably close to 60 years. I'll bet that's been at least 60 years. So there you go. Look, this is absurd to debate this. Why don't we look at the data as it is and say what's going on? We're not here to debate if it's Twinkies or vaccines or anything else. We're here to say this strange stuff is appearing. It's not normal. It's not natural to the body. It hasn't been seen ever in history except for recently what accounts for it is the question and anybody with any opinion is irrelevant let's get facts tom right and that was the intent of my survey was to bring it to the intention uh, attention of those who need to look at it first of all like it's i'm trying to get the word out like on as many shows as possible like yours sam secondly uh, last month in, in january i submitted the results of my survey to the fda they had a meeting back on the 26th of uh, January, a vaccine safety meeting, and they had an hour set aside for public comments, and where they had 20, they, you could be one of 20 speakers that got three minutes to speak. So I condensed my talk down to, into a three-minute presentation. Unfortunately, I was not selected as one of the 20 speakers. They had more speakers than they had slots, so they did a lottery. I did not get selected, but I did submit my all of my results of my survey in written format to the FDA and I have a tracking number for that. So they cannot claim they didn't receive it because they received it and they sent me back a tracking number with the, uh, you know, so they have the written package of my survey results. I've also been in touch with, uh, there's a gentleman, he's a U.S. House of Representatives, uh, Mr. Brad Wenstrup. He's in the Cincinnati area. He happens to be the chair of the U.S. House uh, Subcommittee for Oversight on the Coronavirus Pandemic. 
So he's the new chair of that committee. So I've sent this information to him as well and asked him to you know, present it on the floor of the House and then also at the, at the oversight subcommittee that he chairs for the pandemic. So I'm trying to get it into the hands of important people in our government. Uh, also, well, you know what like we said, need to do? We need to get this to FDA. Rand Paul, and Rand Paul needs to go ahead and just start uh, discussing this on the Senate floor with Tony. Did you get, if anybody knows the answer, it'd be Tony, Tom. Tony's got the answer to everything. <laughs> Mr. Science himself. Well, you know, uh, at, at one of our biggest allies in the Senate has been uh, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Right. He has chaired a couple of committees uh, and, uh, and hearings on the uh, the whole pandemic and the, and the problem with the vaccines and the, and the mandates and everything. So he's he's one of our very few champions in Congress. I always tell people though, if if uh, big pharma lets us down, it does and wants to continue to put their head in the sand. And if our Congress won't help us out, you, the American citizen, are always the last line of defense. You can say no. You can say, no, I'm not going to take these vaccines. And oh, by the way, I hope you realize that Big Pharma is retooling a lot of their future vaccines using the same mRNA technology, using the same. Yeah, and then they're going to put it in your food so you can't avoid it. You either starve or take the clot food, right? Well, Moderna right now is in stage three of a trial to produce a vaccine to combat the RSV virus, you know, that strikes young kids and toddlers and old people, too. Can you imagine pumping an, an mRNA product into your six-month-old? You know, they've already got permission now. It's on the vaccine schedule now for children for this COVID shot. Now they're going to do an, uh, an RSV-based vaccine using the same kind of technology. The I, point I, is, ladies I'm and gentlemen, they're going for my broke friends on this, I know, not, Tom. Yeah, I'm telling them not to get the jab. It's they're too going dangerous. for broke on this, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. Look. We need to know where these fi white fibrous clots are coming from. What creates them? We're seeing this in a significant number, even if there's a few folks that deny and jump to conclusions about one way or the other. Let's ground all information to facts. Let's stick with what Tom started with, the who, what, when, where, why, how discussions. A real journalism of true research investigators of those who really want facts, let's stick with the science. Let's not pretend that science just morphs into political realms and it's, you know, by guess and by golly, as Dr. Bradley would say. Let's really dig in and get facts on this thing. Uh, but they're digging in like nobody's business. They're forcing this agenda on us. And so next hour, we're going to have Tom stay with us. Of course, the good Dr. Bradley will stay with us as well. And we're going to talk about a recently discovered reality by Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Joseph Mercola. I'll tell you about it. We'll dig into that next hour. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious, serious business. No one's doing the work of accurate reporting like the new media taking center stage, like incredible talk shows, like Mike Lindell's networks and others, Bridie on radio and TV, which we're syndicated on. We're also syndicated on Liberty News Radio, Loving Liberty Radio Networks, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, they used to be able to block us and gatekeep. Not anymore. God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. This is the broadcast for February the 20th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers, using the checks and balances brilliantly found in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. That is the supreme law, by the way. And any mandates to conflict with that supreme law are null and void. The pretend legislation, folks. We've got an incredible broadcast today. It's a two-hour special. Myself, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and Tom Hovland. And Tom is a freelance data analyst. And uh, we need to understand today is President's Day. Celebrated annually in the U.S. on the third Monday of February. Started in 1879 to honor George Washington's birthday, ladies and gentlemen. I really think you ought to learn more about the great general, his humble stance in everything that he did, his God-fearing beliefs and efforts to create the greatest country on the face of the earth with the checks and balances uh, we speak so fondly of. Now, talking to Tom, we discussed last hour several things a midwestern doctor substack is where you can find that just look on substack for a midwestern doctor and you can get articles on the discussion point today look in conjunction with well-known multimillionaire steve kirsch tom has conducted a nationwide embalmer blood clot survey um from december 22nd through January 23, so for basically a year, you know, it took a while to get this done. And the survey was sent out to the presidents of 30 state funeral director slash embalmer associations across the United States. Then it was asked if they distributed it to their members as well, directly to over 800 funeral homes in major cities across the country. And man, the data that came back was shocking. Over 80 embalmers verify white fibrous clots. Yeah. The appearance of these new clots correlate with the rollout of the vaccines. So embalmers are seeing these clots in a significant percentage of corpses, up to 50% in some cases. Now, we talked about that in detail. But you know what? The government is going for broke on this agenda. They redefined what vaccines are so that they can include these mRNA experimental gene, <clears throat> I don't know what you call them, therapies, RNA mutations, whatever term you want to use for this. But here's the proof it's getting worse. They're not stopping when they find out there's trouble. When the uh, um, database shows more and more and more harm, an injury from vaccines. They're not in any way backing away when they find these blood clot concerns or even the vaccine companies admit some of these things. They're not slowing down or backing away one bit. Recently discovered and reported by Dr. Robert Malone, the United States federal government has now secretly been tracking those of us who didn't get the COVID jab or who are only partially jabbed, and they're doing it through a, quote, previously unknown surveillance program designed by the U.S. National 
Center for Health Statistics, NCAS, that's a division of the CDC. Now, Dr. Joseph Mercola is reporting this as well, along with Dr. Robert Malone. But here's the details, and then we'll talk about it. The program was implemented on April 1st, 2022, and adopted by most medical clinics, hospitals, across the United States starting January 2023. Under this program, doctors and clinics and hospitals have been instructed to ask patients about their vaccination status, which is then added to their electronic record, medical records in a code. A diagnostic code, ladies and gentlemen, is what they're using for this. And so they'll just basically add this code to your file, right? It's known as ICD-10. So ICD-10. That way they can be tracked inside and outside of the medical system with this code. These new ICD-10 codes are part of the government's plan to implement medical tyranny using vaccine passports and digital IDs. The government is also tracking, quote, noncompliance with all other recommended vaccinations using subsets of the ICD-10 codes to describe why you didn't get a given vaccine, not just the COVID vaccine, but all of them. Why didn't you get them? Because they want to refer you to what's called vaccine safety counseling uh, if you didn't get the vaccines, well, for the right reasons. Uh, Anyway, this is sinister. The government has no authority. And I mentioned at the start of last hour, this is where the government's literally gone criminal. Tom, let's start with you. They've gone criminal, sir. This is out of control without any authority at all, violating your rights to privacy, uh, violating... um, HIPAA, HIPAA. Vi- vi- violating everything, Doctor or Tom first. Yeah, uh, Sam, you're right. It really is shocking. You know, the ICD codes were developed to for doctors to use to uh, basically document what, in a simple form, so it can be tracked in a database, what maladies you have, right? What sicknesses you have. Well, the fact that you're not taking a vaccine, that you're unvaccinated, that's not a malady. That's a choice that you just don't want to get the shot. You're not, but hold on, so they're, not they're trying to the make it. They're, they're trying tra- to make it a malady, though. Is the point? Yeah, they're tracking your non-compliance. So I cannot think of any benign, innocent explanation why they'd ever want to do that. The only things I could think of are sinister. <laughs> that, that, that would be the reason why they want to do that. To potentially, like you say, deny you benefits, deny you some kind of services. You know, we've already seen uh, people that uh, wanted to get like transplants. If they refuse to take the vaccine, then the hospital will refuse to. Uh, the doctors refuse to go along with doing the transplant surgery. You know, this is this could get really sinister. Dr. Bradley? Well, absolutely. Uh, this is, it's interesting to me that uh, back in 1996, uh, you know, right, remember that guy Bill Clinton was in office, they passed this Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, okay, HIPAA. And, and really, in spite of everything that they say about it, it was really to prevent anybody from ever being able to say, are you HIV positive or do you have AIDS? I mean, this was a, and, and you know, the uh, activities and behaviors that uh, are so closely tied until at least we started getting HIV from the shots. 
but uh, previously the uh, uh, it was basically I think a homosexual protection act to make sure that nobody could ever ask are you infected with these HIV AIDS kind of things it was protecting them from scrutiny I mean you couldn't be denied I mean you you couldn't be denied a job because of it you couldn't be denied any any care or anything like that I mean they were protecting a disease or a set of diseases that uh, we could argue were largely the government was involved in anyway but the fact of the matter is HIPAA was there to prevent the gathering of data in regards to some of these maladies nowadays it's totally completely flipped they are now saying oh you've got to demonstrate compliance with the uh, with the jab or somehow there's going to be some kind of negative uh, tracking that goes on with you again a total flip of the HIPAA thing and and it's getting worse though because the more we have governmentized I don't know a better term because the government has taken more and more control of our health care and the Obamacare thing is alive and well in spite of what everybody will say but the Obamacare stuff is making this worse because here's here's why people are gonna say oh no we've got to know this stuff because you know taxpayers are paying for your health care and we've got to make sure that that you do things that will prevent you from having any sort of uh, medical expense that we taxpayers are going to have to pay for. And so th they justify it every way to Sunday that they possibly can when the whole process is unconstitutional and completely a violation of, you know, the Fourth Amendment, for example. Oh, but the Fourth Amendment went away under the USA Patriot Act when George, a uh, George uh, W. Bush and his cronies in Congress sent that through at cyclonic speed after the 9-11 uh, incidents in 2001. All of these things, the NSA database that's being put together, it, kind of in our backyard, Sam, with the uh, supercomputers that are using up all our water in Utah, all of these things are happening for a purpose. Uh, uh, these things, it's not by accident. And, and we need to understand we're on a, a, a fast track to destroying all of the liberties, all of the things that our founding fathers offered to us. And, and I'll just give you a little quotation here because I just, I don't know what it could be other than pur purposeful. Here's what Thomas Jefferson said. Single acts of tyranny may be ascribed to the accidental opinion of a day, but a series of oppressions begun at a distinguished period and pursued unalterably through every change of ministers too plainly prove a deliberate, systematical plan of reducing us to slavery. All of these things have that absolute end game in sight, and the narrative is spun every time they get a chance, but it's still and got the purpose. When we get uh, back, purpose. we'll have Tom Hoviland, freelance data analyst, uh, talk about this more. Because look, why is it hard for Tom to get this evidence to those who should care most? That's very strange indeed. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds on your favorite news the network refuse to use station. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. 
Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Hobbyland with us. We're talking about his incredible research study. He went out and researched a bunch of embalmers. Yeah, funeral homes, etc. And they've got strange, weird, fibrous clots in people's bloods that are dead. And uh, some of the researchers, some of the um, embalmers and everything have even tied it to saying, hey, whenever I see these weird clots, I ask if somebody's been vaccinated. And the, 100% of the answer is yes. Why is it so hard to get this data to be looked at by the government. They're the ones claiming, look, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention is supposed to protect us. The FDA is supposed to protect us. The WHO's supposed to protect us. I mean, I can keep going on. The National Institutes of Health and all these government organizations that spend a gazillion dollars in tax money, every one of them seems to be turning a blind eye uh, to this. Why is this so hard to get to the table for discussion? See, that, along with Dr. Bradley's quote um, from Jefferson, really brings up some concerns, Tom. Absolutely, Sam. And, you know, I think follow the money is probably a good place to start, right? Big Pharma has invested billions with a B, billions and billions of dollars into this mRNA technology using the lipid nanoparticle delivery system. And like I said earlier, that's why they were tooling a lot of their future medications and drugs using the same te technology. Do you think for a moment that they want to reverse course and shut that all down if it's determined that that particular way of delivering drugs is dangerous to the human body, which indicates, you know, we've seen not just these white fibrous clots, but we've seen myocarditis, we've seen nerve damage, we've seen miscarriages, we've seen all kinds of negative side effects coming from these mRNA vaccines. And they're in a pickle now because they have to try to push that all under the, under the rug and pretend it's not happening. And unfortunately, I think I hate to say it, but I think a lot of our FDA and our government officials that are supposed to be regulating these folks have been bought off, have been uh, bought by big pharma. You know, you've seen rubber stamping of things like approval of these vaccines, the COVID ones, for example, for, for children, 
Whereas in other countries, for example, in Denmark, they're not allowing the COVID vaccine for anybody under the age of 50. They think it's too dangerous to give to anybody under the age of 50. But yet here in the USA, you can shoot up your six-month-old, your three-year-old toddler with these same COVID vaccines, the very same. And let me stop you for a second, Tom, and ask this. Have they ever really jettisoned the experimental vaccines? Because they played games with with, uh, words. They played games with vaccines. They supposedly uh, said, well, now we've moved from the experimental to the approved vaccine. But yet then the approved was never made. Uh, What's up with that story? Yeah, it's my understanding that the approved version, like you say, has never been uh, available to the public. The only approved version was the Comirnaty that was produced by Pfizer. And I, it's my understanding that they pulled that off the market the day after it was approved. And the reason they wanted to do that is Big Pharma, by doing that, they were allowed to still operate under an emergency use authorization, an EUA authority, which we're still under now, two years plus into these vaccines, they're still operating as if they're an emergency use authorization and it gives them liability protection. And now they've got additional liability protection because they've got it on the, ch- on the child vaccine schedule. So now big pharma is protecting themselves as to not being able to get sued by any injuries or deaths that occur from their products. So they're sitting pretty. Meanwhile, the American public is, you know, continuing to take these shots. The good news is, Sam and Scott, is that Americans have done a complete flip on the jabs. I don't know if you realize this, but I was checking the CDC's uh, vaccination tracker status site last week, and it shows that 80% of American adults over the age of 18 did take the primary series, the first couple jabs. So that's four out of every five Americans took these jabs when they came out. The good news is, however, that less than 20%, it's about 19%, of Americans over the age of 18 have taken the latest Omicron bivalent booster shot, the one that came out on Labor Day of last year. So it's been out there for five months and it's still being pushed hard by, you know, Rochelle Lewinsky at the CDC and the FDA. But despite that, only one out of five Americans have taken the, the latest shot. So I think they're st- finally starting to get the picture, right? They've gone from four out of five taking the shots to less than one out of five taking the shots because they realize, hey, I take this shot, I catch COVID anyways, I, you know, it doesn't stop the transmission, and they're starting to hear more about these nasty side effects and may, may, may even know somebody who's suffering from a side effect or somebody who was actually killed by the vaccine. So the word, Americans are voting by not rolling up their sleeves. Dr. Bradley? Well, you know, um, this whole thing has been a bought and paid for agenda. It hasn't been just an agenda. I don't think it's just a narrative. It is a storyline. And, and you know, uh, we look at the fact that y- you look at this, these uh, agencies within the U.S. government, these alphabet soup things that are unconstitutional, the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, all those guys, along with all the other alphabet soup guys we could talk about, they're all, uh, it's a revolving door between them and Big Pharma. I mean, uh, you know, the big senior execs go over to CDC or the NIH or the FDA for a while. Then when they get their agenda fulfilled there, they roll back into a big paying job in the NIH, I mean, excuse me, into the, the big pharma ranks, okay? It is absolutely self-serving to the nth degree. Then you look at the... Uh, the way the media has completely bought and paid for by the pharma. If you pay any attention at all, I know most people tune it out when the commercials come on, but the fact is that the the big commercials that are played all across the board 
are agendizing the networks because that's where their big bucks come from. And it's all pharma money. Not all, but a very high percentage of them. If it's not a car uh, commercial, it's a pharma commercial. And so uh, then you get the uh, the big organizations within the, uh, you know, the executive branch that they have a news conference or whatever. And that's the thing, uh, you know, people talk about lies, lies, and more damned lies. That's a kind of a twisted version of what Mark Twain said originally, lies, damned lies, and statistics. And so they, they get a, if they hold a news conference, you can almost be certain they're trying to spin something a certain way. And, and what I'm thinking is we need more independent researchers, more that are willing to say, I'm going to look at this. Because uh, I, I'm a little concerned, Sam, if the FDA or the CDC or anybody started doing the analysis on this, the truth would be lost in the analysis. Now, when I first started my graduate work, I had to take some statistics stuff. And I know some people, they love it. Mm. But I sure don't. <laughs> But the point is, well, I had a very irreverent professor at the time. The book that he had us read, uh, it's out of print now, is called How to Lie with Statistics. And it wasn't to, to train us how to lie with statistics, but to show how they could be manipulated and spun in order to be able to show actual differences in what the real truth was. And so these people are, are very expert at this. I think we need more guys like our guest that's out there doing... Uh, his independent analysis, we need to spread this far and wide because I think it's going to get lost in the spin with news conferences and, and official documentation and news reports that are bought and paid for by pharma, and we're not going to get the truth ever unless we... Well, but we and do so Donald Trump was supposedly a liberty-minded guy. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump was the guy that fast-tracked the vax in the first place. Uh, he told a little bit of truth along the way, tried to kind of distance himself from whacked out Tony Fauci and others, but it really uh, didn't get very far. He kind of doubled down in defense of vaccinations. He still does. Shame on Donald for that. Um, the question, though, for our guest, Tom, though, is have we been able to get this to people like uh, Donald Trump and others so that they can evaluate and get educated and possibly speak out? If Donald's not deep state, then he should be uh, you know, willing to at least give this a look. Right, Tom? Uh, absolutely. I have not tried to give this information particularly to, to Donald Trump, but you're right. He's been a little bit disappointing on his defense of the uh, of the jabs. He did, though, to his defense, remember early on, tried to uh, bring up the potential to use hydroxychloroquine, but he got shouted down very quickly for that. So, you know, early on, uh, he did make an attempt to uh, try to take a look at therapeutics. But, you know, you, you asked the question earlier about, uh, you know, as we were talking about the ICD codes, uh, the doctors ask you, well, is there something mentally wrong with you if you decided you don't want to get the COVID vaccine? I would think just the opposite. I would think the people who got the COVID vaccine ought to be a little embarrassed now for, for, for why they got it. You know, after all the different lies that they told us about the vaccine. You know, first of all, they, they, uh, they told you that if you got the shot, you couldn't catch COVID. Wrong. You know, they told you you couldn't transmit it to others if you got the shot. Wrong. They didn't tell you that you need endless boosters. You know, they, 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 you, actually, you thought the shot was going to last forever. So you got into this series of all these booster shots. They didn't tell you about all the nasty side effects when you got the first jabs. That was, you know, a lie of omission. They lied about the lethality of the virus. It's actually a very mild virus, you know, more like a uh, kind of a, a, just a bad flu as opposed to being something like, you know, smallpox in terms of its lethality. 
They told you the shot would stay in your arm. That was wrong. They told you the shot would leave your system after a week or so. That was wrong. It stays in your body for months. They, they said it was safe for pregnant women. You know, there was all kinds of lies. So. Yeah, they even said stuff like this, ladies and gentlemen. They said stuff like, you know what? The vaccine is the only way that you're not a, not a threat to others. We'll talk about that in a second with Tom and Dr. Bradley on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. President Biden going to Poland left a day early with a surprise visit to Kiev, Ukraine this morning. You know, one year later, Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you and the world stands with you. U.S. officials are warning China against supplying Russia with military arms and ammunition. Concerns that China was considering providing the advanced weapons to Russia first surfaced in meetings between officials late last year. U.S. officials put their Chinese counterparts on notice in video conferences and in-person meetings that China is nearing a red line in assisting Russia's invasion. A big storm is on the way, beginning in the northwest tomorrow, and will transverse the country. William Churchill, meteorologist with the National Weather Service. So this is a really dynamic system. There's going to be a lot of water, and, and that, that temperature gradient is going to be pretty tight. So while it will be mostly rain for Chicago, you'll have that you know, crippling snowstorm not too far to the north and west. Independent Bernie Sanders is praising Democrat President Biden. Senator Bernie Sanders is praising President Biden for his growth as a politician. I think he is a much more progressive president than he was a United States senator. That's what the Vermont Independent said during an appearance on CBS's Face the Nation. Sanders called the American Rescue Plan one of the most significant pieces of legislation for the working class in the modern history of America. He added he'll be supporting Biden if he chooses to run for re-election in 2024. I think the American Rescue Plan was in fact one of the most significant pieces of legislation for the working class of this country in the modern history of America. I'm Julio Flores. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make. You may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious, folks. I've got a question. 
Okay, they told you that, you know what, if you were not vaccinated, you were a threat to society. That was, I think, the biggest lie told. Because, you know what, it's those who are vaccinated that are a threat to society via their shedding, via the illness they present. Now we're seeing more deaths from those who are vaccinated than not. But it was the biggest lie told because those who were not vaccinated actually through natural immunity have a greater chance of life survival and not spreading the disease more so than vaccinated tom absolutely correct and you know the other telltale sign early that 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 had me very suspicious about what they were doing was like i said earlier they poo-pooed ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine without really giving them a good uh, test If, if they were worried about that, they could have done some randomized control trials to prove whether they worked or not. They, they actually rigged the system and they set those trials up for hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin to provide them late and in the wrong dosages to make them fail. You can set up an, an experiment to make it fail if that's what you want. They needed to have uh, those early treatments fail in order for them to get the emergency use authorization for the vaccine. Because if any therapy actually was already out there that worked and especially one that's cheap then uh they never would have been able to get emergency use authorization for the vaccines themselves so the whole thing just smells it stinks to high heaven and i think as a result of that i think a lot hundreds of thousands of americans and maybe millions around the world died because they were denied early treatments and then when they got in the hospital all they were given was remdesivir which is a kidney killer and then put on a ventilator and you know it was basically a coin flip as to whether they would walk out of the hospital or not it's a it's a shame it's a it's a real uh, stain on our entire medical system and i understand it when people these days are afraid to go to the hospital afraid now to have trust even in their own doctors all right here's joe biden ladies and gentlemen he literally attacks those who are not vaccinated with an absolute blatant lie straight from the pit of hell here's joe My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. But just don't take it from me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final breath, saying, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. If only. It's a tragedy. Please don't let it become yours. The second piece of my plan is continuing to protect the vaccinated. For the vast majority of you who have gotten vaccinated, I understand your anger at those who haven't gotten vaccinated. I understand the anxiety about getting a breakthrough case. But as the science makes clear, if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from severe illness, even if you get COVID-19. All right, let's just stop there. So he lied on so many fronts. He says the science is clear. He literally shames the unvaccinated. He literally mocks and blames anybody's illness or death on the fact that they're not vaccinated. He literally lied. Tom, I'm calling for Nuremberg trials here. 
this president, so-called, literally is a flat-out criminal. Yeah, uh, the, he did definitely uh, not tell the truth there. One of the reasons I, I was so confident when I sent my email, he got me fired from my job in October of 2021, the first year that the vaccines were out. By the fall of that year, we knew very well from data that we had coming in from the UK. They put out a, a document every week or two called the technical briefing on the COVID variants. And in their tech, technical briefing 23 that was dated, I think, September 17th of uh, 2021, they had a table in their table five that showed 157,000 uh, fully vaccinated people had uh, resulted in that had uh, Delta cases during that uh, from February of that year through the middle of September. So about a nine month period out of the uh, 157,000 uh, people who caught COVID that were fully vaccinated, 1,600 of those people died. During that same time period, there were 250,000 cases of, full, of unvaccinated people catching COVID, but of those, only 722 of those people died. So the case fatality rate for the fully vaccinated was actually higher. It was 1.08 as opposed to 0.28% for the, for the uh, unvaccinated. So, yeah, and, and there was actually 12,000 people during that time period that actually had to go to the hospital out of the 600,000 cases of Delta in the UK. So that's about 2%. So about 2% of everybody that, that caught uh, COVID, the Delta variant, ha actually had to go and stay at least an overnight stay in the hospital. Of those 12,000 people, 6,000 were fully vaccinated, 6,000 were unvaccinated. It was a 50-50 split. It wasn't a 90-10 or a 99-1. to 1. It wasn't a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It was, it was, you know, they were lying to us. And the, and the UK numbers proved that at that time. So it was just an out-and-out, bald-faced lie. Yeah, but I say it's beyond a lie, though. When you use your weight as president of the United States, when you use your influence putting top CDC doctors, top FDA doctors, top WHO doctors, top national health or NVIC, whatever, health groups, um, you put all these people together, and the weight of, remember, if you're an employer and an employee relationship or anything else, when you have something over someone, a doctor-patient relationship, the crime becomes tenfold because you're using your influence, your professional status, your um, whatever you want to call it, your status over somebody, whatever, greater authority, greater whatever, to literally force people to do things that now we have proven. Even Pfizer admits, everybody admits, proven. Even Bill Gates speaks out against uh, the clot shot to some degree now to where they know full well it was absolute fraud but here's the problem not only are they not having any accountability for it which i say is criminal i think i think joe is a criminal okay he used his authority over someone to force the it's like sexual abuse you know of an employer versus an employee or something we are in, in the military when you use your lording over somebody's status it's a gazillion times worse why aren't we prosecuting at this stage though this is criminal. There's no way to say it any other way, Tom. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's funny you mentioned that because just this last week I received a book, the, a new book put out by Steve Dace and Daniel Horowitz called The Rise of the Fourth Reich. And that book actually is written in the format of a Nuremberg II-type trial with an opening statement, close, closing statement, and then witnesses in between that come forward in the chapters of the book that present the case that of exactly what you're talking about. And I, I personally believe that unless we severely punish people like Dr. Fauci, Peter Daszak, 
uh, even people like Rochelle Lewinsky, who were complicit in this crime against humanity, that it's going to happen again. That we need, you know, it's not just enough to say, hey, for them to even admit my bad, which they, they haven't even gone that far to, to, to say that they were wrong. But to put these people on trial and have severe punishments to ensure that this no, never happens again. Dr. Bradley, I don't know how to state it more boldly than this, but I'm telling you right now, this is criminal. This isn't where, well, they really were just trying to prevent a panic. They were trying to prevent people from getting harmed. No, they're evidence to double down, ignore Tom's evidence, double down, ignore reality, force vaccine passports, still force people to take the vaccinations, still intimidate and browbeat and use their authority over everybody. This is beyond criminal, doctor. There's no other way to deal with this. At the close of World War II, they held, I mean, most of your audience is probably aware of this, but there may be some joining us and somewhere through their lives they've never heard of it. But the close of World War II, they, were, they found these things that had gone on under the SS, the Josef Mengels and those kind of guys in World War II, the angel of death, they called him. Uh, they, they did these Nuremberg trials. Uh, it was a, a trial to say, no, you, you had crime against humanity. And th so out of that, you know, they had a lot of executions, and I think that we ought to reinstitute that. And I think that people, I mean, you look at what uh, Joe Biden said. I mean, that ought to go down as a study in how many lies can be told in the briefest uh, piece of per period of time. I mean, every single statement out of his mouth was a lie. But going back to the Nuremberg Code, after they had done these trials of these Nazis and their atrocious activities, they came out with a code. And point number one, I'll just quote a little bit of it, and, and every single step of the Nuremberg Code has been violated. Give you a little statement out of this number one. We don't need to go through and hold the trial today, but I do believe we absolutely need it and that we should reinstitute the execution of those that carried out, and they were death sentences upon people that it sh should have never died. And it sounds like we've got to take another break, Sam. Yeah, you know what? Let's skip the break and go straight to Tom. Tom, this is what we're talking about, though, and I, I know people might be a little hesitant on how bold I am about this, but look, if they were just um, going along with their agenda, believing that they were correct on a topic, I might say, okay, we have a different opinion. Let's agree to disagree agreeably. Okay, I can accept that they have different views, that they're scientific researchers, and we may not come to all the same conclusions. I get all that. I respect all that. I have every willingness to accept their uh, point of view, whether I believe it or not, is their point of view. They have every right to believe and think as they want to. But I draw the line, though, in the COVID bureaucracy from Dr. Fauci on down has spent two years preaching lies, censoring anyone who challenges those lies. And then they uh, admit the same truths that we've been telling you all along. They first censored us. Now they're acting like, though, if we speak out against the vaccines like they're doing in California, doctors are losing their licenses. You literally aren't even allowed to have your own view or opinion as a professional anymore and or do research and draw your own conclusions that differ from the government-forced narrative. See, that's where I think the criminality begins, though. It's one thing to have a difference of opinion. Look, you and I looked at this and we think differently. But when you start to force this agenda down the throat, anybody who dissents loses their you know, right to free speech or their professional license. So you basically smash their bread bowl. They can't make a living anymore. Uh, we're talking about different ball game now, sir. Absolutely. And, you know, just the fact that they 
the lies led to people actually being severely injured by the vaccine or being killed. So that that you know we're talking about really serious crimes here, right? The fact, like I say, they were they were denying early treatments like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin with zinc. Um, it was just, and I want to go back to I was re actually reading about the Nuremberg trials the other day that uh, Dr. Scott was talking about. I believe you know they had a separate trial for the military, then they had this other trial for the doctors, and there was 23 uh, that were put on trial in that in 1947, I believe. And three of them were bureaucrats, but 20 of them were actual physicians, were doctors. And of those 20, 16 were found guilty. Um, nine of them were sentenced to 10 years or more in prison. And there were seven of them that were hanged until the, uh, by the neck until they were dead. One of the interesting things is uh, Joseph Mengele, who's probably the most famous of them all, actually escaped. He escaped to Bavaria and I think finally uh, spent the rest of his life living in Brazil. He, died, he didn't die until 1979. So they never got Mengele, but uh, they did the try, like I said, and, and convicted 16, of which seven did hang. And it showed the seriousness of the situation. And, and, and like you said, they've, they've been lying to us about this, and they've been suppressing the truth. And uh, we just got to make sure that doesn't happen anymore. And we, and well, we need let me to give you a, have severe Let me give you a couple of quick things that could help. I agree with the punishments 100%. But let me just point this out. You know what? They, ivermectin. For example, look, I'm telling you right now, ivermectin saved my life. I was on oxygen. I had COVID. I had COVID literally for 30 days. I couldn't hardly get up. I couldn't hardly walk. Uh, I couldn't breathe without oxygen. The second you take my oxygen off, it would drop to like 60 in 10 seconds. Uh, and the second I got ivermectin, believe it or not, for me, it turned around. Within hours, I was off oxygen. Now, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, other protocols helped. Oxygen was key. I went to the hospital twice. The reason I didn't stay and get put on a vent is because, believe it or not, I had an oxygen concentrator at home, so they let me go home. But there are so many things. Oxygen, by the way, is illegal. you got to have a prescription to have oxygen. So when they won't let you take ivermectin, ivermectin or have oxygen, when they don't encourage vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc, they're literally suppressing intentionally everything that could protect you or save you as well, Dr. Bradley. Oh, so many strings to pull on, Sam. I mean, the Nuremberg thing, doctors complicit in this whole thing. Did you know that doctors had a much higher uh, uh, join rate to the Nazi party, uh, nearly 50% of them by 1945, than any other profession? Physicians were seven times more likely to join the SS than any other employed German males. Nurses were major collaborators. This kind of stuff, it, it was absolutely criminal that went on under the Nazi regime. And it's been replayed in the United States. The United States had more than a 45% higher death rate than any other nation on earth. Not just mm, picking cherry pickers or anything like that. We had a 45% higher death rate per million population than any other nation on earth. And it then when you look at the, the protocols in the hospital, we've had nurses and everybody else who spoke out, just like Tom's doing, who said, look, this rendesivir is a death sentence. These putting everybody on these vents are death sentences. Why did Donald go ahead and produce a gazillion ventilators, but yet we couldn't produce oxygen concentrators and keep people out of the hospital? Look, you use an oxygen concentrator. You literally give people vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. You literally give people ivermectin. You literally give the people the ability to have oxygen outside of the hospital. 
Uh, you let people, for example, have ivermectin, and, and there's other solutions too. And then you let other people get, um, oh, what are those called? Uh, lactated ringers is what they can give you when you get super dehydrated that, that provides some um, nutrients. And it's more than just saline solution, but they're called lactated ringers. You give people that and stuff like that. Most people could be treating this at home and doing very well and never even touch a vent. So out of the, what do they say, a 1% or less COVID likelihood that you're going to get it and die? But yet then they won't let any of these out of hospital options when they claim the hospitals are being overwhelmed then they build a hospital offshore in new york that eventually treated nobody and then eventually closed down and they act like the hospitals are overrun but you could do my my point and you could teach the average joe to do 90 percent of that care for the sick in their own homes inexpensively save lives you could create support lines to have physicians and experts uh, help with the more complicated cases i'm just a redneck tom but i've come up with those solutions all on my own. Is this like the incredible think tank or what? What is up with these people? Except they're I, criminal I, and they have an agenda. Yeah, it was shocking, wasn't it, gentlemen? The fact that when the observational data came in showing how poorly the protocols were working and how they should not have denied early treatments, uh, they doubled down. They didn't. They, a, a person who was being honest would have said, oh, we got a reverse course. This isn't working, right? They didn't do that. They doubled down. They, you know, when they uh, found out that the shots weren't stopping people from catching it and transmitting it to others, they should have said, we're going to cease and desist with the mandates. There's no reason to have mandates anymore to get the shot if, it's, if it doesn't stop you from, from catching it or transmitting it to others. But they didn't do that. They did just the opposite. They, they mandated harder. They locked down harder. They, they suppressed the news even more, which to me shows nothing but ill intent. How else can you explain that other than ill intent? Uh, and this actually gets to the larger issue. This is not just a medical freedom issue. This is a freedom issue that we've seen the last two or three years. The fact yeah, that they, they destroyed the economy to, over it and everything else, right? They said, oh, we got yes, to not let kids go to school. Now we find out kids aren't even hardly negatively affected at all, and schools should have stayed open the whole time. Everything they've done was wrong, as Dr. Bradley quoted. If there's one or two things they do, it might be a misstep. But when there's a train of usurpations or abuses, or there's a, a freight train of going along with the same agenda towards tyranny, it can't be an accident. Tom? Yeah, and I was watching a video today. Uh, Miss Katie Hopkins is a big freedom lover over in the UK. I, I, you probably know who Katie is. Yes, I know who she, she is. She yep. was uh, going to a protest. Yeah, she, they were doing a protest in Oxford. Oxford wants to become this 15-minute city where the whole uh, the, the, the legislature has voted to have these 15-minute zones which you're not allowed to travel out of without special permission. And they want to institute that. Yeah, so that you people can get a day pass if you're a good guy. Exactly. So the tyranny is there. You can see what's happening. And it's not just happening in the medical realm. It's happening throughout our entire society. And they're gonna, the, the, the tyrants are going to want to find a way to lock you down, to, to squash you, to make you feel small, right, and powerless. And we've got to fight back as, as good Americans and, and people around the world against this tyranny. Dr. Bradley? You know, the, uh, the whole effort has been to completely destroy society as we know it and reinstitute, as, as the World Economic Forum talks about, the, the Great Reset. And that's where we're going with this. And, and when you control someone's health, when you control the environment, when you control the economy, I mean, 
Hamilton talked about it a couple of times in the Federalist Papers. If you control a man's subsistence, you control the man. And that's exactly where we're going with this, kinds of thing, this kind of thing. Again, we need the Nuremberg trials. They need to happen soon. Uh, these people are not getting any younger. I mean, whether it's a Joe Biden or a, an Anthony Fauci or whomever it is, none of these people are getting any younger. And I really, truly believe that the what they did at, at the Nuremberg trials afterwards with the physician uh, being called on the on the spot, ultimately and finally, these people need to be held responsible. It's un-American to give people a pass. We have uh, things like uh, impeachment that we can do where people in office. But even when you're impeached and removed from office, you still get to face the courts for your criminal activity. And this idea of giving people immunity for taking out, it could doing anything they did in this complete facade that was carried out against the entire world. But in the United States, it was particularly onerous because every single modality was, was fully enforced. We had the maximum enforcement on everything that we could get, and we still had a 45%, more than 45%, higher death rate per million of population than any other nation on Earth because we were determined to death spiral this whole country, and it's, it's, it's got to stop. I mean, the warning shot across the bow would be a Nuremberg-type uh, trial system you know, let's use American jurisprudence. Let's do due process. All of the things that are part of the American uh, philosophy, but there should be an accountability that says we will never go down this path again. I think uh, what Tom quoted earlier about the only 20% of the people have taken the additional jabs uh, for the boosters, it tells me that most Americans are, are, are completely done with this. They're done. But the official side trip on this, I just got back from a road trip and saw a lot of uh, posters, well, not posters, they're billboards. You would be shocked at how many local governments are still promoting the idea you get the jab, you're saving your grandma or something like that, you know. Uh, show yeah. you love your fellow man. It's just uh, they're still playing well, the game. And even, even the mask lies have been exposed for what they are. They're totally and completely bogus and ridiculous. Tom, do you think we're going to have the truth on this come out? Do you think our efforts are going to be enough, or do you think they're going to be able to literally pull off this uh, abusive, lie-based tyranny? Uh, and if we don't pull it off, I'm telling you right now, the next go-round is going to be ten times worse, a thousand times worse. If there was a real illness uh, or something that they managed to unleash on us, now, literally, I don't, I don't know that if that we could stop the um, what do you want to call it, weaponization of medical care. Yeah, Sam and Scott, I think it's up to the American people. There's a small percentage of us, maybe 10 to 20 percent, that are speaking up, speaking out. As Scott said earlier, the the bulk of Americans have decided not to get any more shots, but they are still. A lot of them are staying silent about it. They're embarrassed by their mistake. They don't want to admit they were wrong. Those people have to start voicing out. They have to join the rest of us and so we can become a majority to make sure that this tyranny stops. Yeah, Eric Clapton is one speaking out now. At least some of the rockers are. Ted Nugent and Eric Clapton and a few people. But, man, we've got to change Donald's trajectory on this, too, though. He keeps doubling down on the line. Somebody's got to wake him up. Sadly, McCarthy and crew aren't doing anything about this at all, though. Yeah, they're going after Hunter Biden's laptop, and, you know, that should have been dealt with a long time ago. They need to go after this. It's a gazillion times bigger issue than even uh, Hunter in bed with the communist Chinese. And, 
uh, etc. We have got to focus on this, folks, or I'm telling you right now, the next go-round, you ain't seen nothing yet. There's my warning, my prediction. We allow this criminality to stand, and boy, howdy, have we bought the farm going forward because, man, they're going to go for broke next time like you wouldn't believe, and they'll start unleashing real. That's another issue. They said, hey, this wasn't even a lab thing. Now they admit it's probably a lab thing. Then they say, well, it wasn't intentionally released. It was by mistake. I think it was a lab thing and intentionally released. Why do I say that? Because, again, everything they're doing doubles down on this agenda. If they reverse course and apologized or stopped or whatever, I might think, okay, well, maybe this wasn't intended. But when they quadruple down in the face of everything that we now know, it has to be intentional. It's just got to be. Tom, let's leave the final word to you, sir. I just urge all Americans to remember that you're the final line of defense. They can make try to make you do something, but resist. Do not comply. If you think that it's wrong to inject yourself in an experimental drug, don't comply with it. Don't put it in yourselves. Don't put it in your children. I personally think it's absolutely satanic to force this. Um, you know, they've spent forever in the feminist movement saying your body, you can do what you want. Wait, 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 what about my body now? Hold on, Dr. Bradley. This, again, this violates your conscience. This violates everything you hold dear. You remember when they did the uh, Ken Starr fiasco trial on Clinton and they focused on the bimbo. And that's what they're doing with, uh, say, a hundred uh, laptop. Some of the big stuff like this could really, really affect the long-term liberty of our country. And we're being distracted and the people in Congress need to, to focus on it and start bringing these things about. Bring it to closure. We need accountability, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Tom, for your research, sir. Keep us posted if anything changes. We want to have you back, okay? Thank you, Sam. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What a bunch of heroes. In my opinion, the work of Tom is incredible. Okay? The work of uh, the millionaire, multimillionaire backer, Steve Kirk, uh, Kirk is incredible. Okay? This is something that we must understand and spread the word about Tom Hobbyland doing a great work okay Dr. Scott Bradley thank you so much for your involvement as well freedomsrisingsun.com is his website God save the Republic of the United States of America